The last woolly mammoths died at Wrangell Island in the Arctic 4,000 years ago, nearly 650 years after the construction of the first large pyramid of Egypt. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Kev. Hey. Hey, Kevin. Welcome. We have the sad news of saying that Jan is very much under the weather, so we have a replacement. Woohoo! And you, you look and sound almost the same, so it's not going to be any different. <laughs> very close. <laughs> and, and, and while this conversation is going on, I'll try very hard not to slip into some faux Irish accent because every time I talk to you, that tends to happen. <laughs> That's allowed. That's allowed. Every, everyone tries the full Irish accent, but you know, it's there's lots of accents in Ireland, is a thing. No, but, so, no one specific. I know, but my problem is that I was flirting a lot with a gal from Galway some six years ago and I went over to Ireland and visited and ever since there's parts of me that just slips back into all of that yeah yeah oh, that's that's fair there's some amazing accents Galway's a nice one but uh, there's some yeah. horrible Irish accents too like oh my god dreadful. I, 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 I hope I'm not going to offend you Kev but you to me you sound a little bit like this the and and maybe it's a good thing. But do you remember Braveheart, the movie yeah. Braveheart? Yeah. There is this crazy guy who says that Ireland is my island. He's the king of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound exactly like him to me. Well, he's from Dublin, so I'm from so Dublin. That's so yeah, that, that fits I, I, perfect. Yeah. Oh, that fits. Yeah, that matches. Okay, good, <laughs> yeah. good. I'm not so, that crazy then. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. For the people that doesn't know you, what is a Kevin Sharkey? Kevin Sharkey is, how far do you want me to go back? I am a first and second fixed carpenter by trade. I got into the maker community. I think I was introduced by uh, either Andy Pugh or Al. Yeah, both of those across. are source yeah. of a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. definitely trouble. Uh, <laughs> one, of the first, one of the first makers I came across actually was probably Red. I heard about him on Fool's Tools podcast. Oh. And I was... I was blown away by this guy making a crossbow, doing the woodworking, doing the metalworking. And I was just like, what? Thank you. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I've been following you for a long time. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like I came from working on sites, doing carpentry, and it was, you do this type of work, and this guy does this type of work, and then this guy does tips, this type of work. So it was all kind of, you know, there was guys that did a little bit of everything, but mm-hmm. I was this person. And then I found a maker community and people were doing anything they wanted. And yeah. it was just amazing to me. Did, did that push you towards making different stuff? Oh, and stuff yeah. And, and learning new skills and, and develop uh, new hobbies? Yeah. So like another guy I came across early on was Nate, Simply Ornate. Actually, yeah. Simply Ornate. And I was blown away that what this guy was doing as well. Like, oh yeah. Uh, so like he he'd be kind of a big inspiration. I've tried like a little bit of copper work because of him. We've recently taken up a bit of leather work because yeah. of you, Red, and because of Ethan Carter designs. Like, yeah, I've tried a bit of wood turning. I've tried a bit of spoon carving. I've tried a bit of pyrography. I've tried a bit of concrete work. Ben Ueda. I saw him yeah. making a concrete stool, so I tried that. Yeah, like it's maker communities definitely pushed me into trying things for sure. That's great. Love That's it. Fantastic. Mm. 
and Raz is out. <laughs> no, I, I was just letting you do your thing. That, that was good. Also, I was sneakily trying to recall how long ago the crossbow build of yours was. And it's six years ago. Yeah, it's fucking long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I like, it's been a while. Yeah. Following the journey. It's amazing. So I definitely want to try some blacksmithing. I want to try a bit of welding. Yeah. Uh, the tech side of stuff, I've just kind of fallen out of. Like back in the day, I was a gym instructor before I became a carpenter. Oh. Uh, and I would have done like some of the tech stuff in the gym, like looked after computers, servers, changing out drives, that sort of thing. But I've kind of, I've kind of fallen out of it because of the old phones. I don't really yeah. need a laptop anymore. I don't really... You, my kids use this one i'm only honest today as uh they lent it to me <laughs> but uh yeah like uh, but I, I don't know I've, I've always it's it's probably a bit cliche but i've been taking stuff apart since i was a kid took my sister's talking doll apart when i was younger because i wanted to see what made it talk mm -hmm, and, yeah. yeah like it is definitely uh, anyone here <laughs> that's in the maker community was like, I've been taking stuff apart. Yeah, but I have. Yeah. I've, I've been taking stuff apart since I was a wee, a wee lad. Whereas, yeah. I don't think it's cliche. It's very much the trait that we share, that we all have. Like since we were little kids wanting to know how stuff were made or, or are just functioning, that that's very much an expression of our curiosity towards stuff, how, how they are made and, and how we could one day make something similar or apply what we have learned in different fields. And that's very interesting. But let me go back one sec, because you said you were a gym instructor and you became a carpenter. How did that happen? So, so straight out of school, I went and studied sport and leisure management. So it was like aerobics instruction, gym instruction, Swedish massage, sports therapy, like a range of things to learn how to manage and run a gym. And I did that for nearly five years and then I started playing rugby kind of semi-seriously. I was playing rugby anyway and then I got the chance to start playing first team rugby for the club I was playing with. So like it was All-Ireland League Division 2 at the time when I moved up. So like wow. cool. All-Ireland League Division 2, All-Ireland League Division 1 and then it would be provincial. So it was reasonably high level and then the rugby club I was training three days a week. I was playing sometimes two matches a weekend. So the gym work was kind of part-time at that stage. And then one summer, the rugby club sent me to New Zealand to play rugby. So I went there for three months, played rugby over oh. there. And then when I came back, I started a job laboring on a site because just part-time work wasn't working because I had no money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, started a job laboring and then I got offered a job, an apprenticeship. So at 23, I went back and did my carpentry apprenticeship for four years. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's, that is quite a journey. Yeah. yeah it, it was like, and like, I loved gym instruction and I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I was quite good at what I did, but it just, it, the money wasn't great. The hours were very unsociable. So I needed something nine to five and I got offered that job laboring on site. And 20 years later, here I am. <laughs> That's great, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was like the rugby was was brilliant. Like, you know, we were getting because now it sounds a bit fancier than it was, but like we were getting flown to like from Dublin to Cork because just because it was cheaper on train tickets. But we won't say that it was cheaper to fly <laughs> than it was to get the train. So we were getting flown down and like some nights if the match was early, you'd be put up in a hotel 
and there was a few there was a few quid as well like you were getting paid a few euro to play it was an amazing experience but then i started getting injured in around 28 29 i ruptured my bicep um, oh. yeah so i still i still haven't got that fixed i don't know if you can see that there there's little yeah. indents yeah yeah i thought i did cruciate knee ligament damage cruciate damage in my knee but that turned out not to be but like aches and pains all over i don't have a, a straight finger on my hands <laughs> all been dislocated and yeah but like yeah. I, I loved it like i loved it yeah, i don't yeah. think i could ever go back now because yeah because old <laughs> yes oh <laughs> very very feel very old rugby <laughs> world cup that just ended like a few days ago there were a few players that are I'm not going to say old, but close to 40, and they are, they yeah. are still great. Yeah, like uh, Johnny Sexton retired there, 38. Peter O'Mahony was a bit younger. These are Irish ones, and there's a few other lads who was last. I think there was like 39, maybe was the oldest. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, you're right. But I think if you're if you're playing, if you're continuing to play, you, your body's used to it. It's mm. if you stop and start. I, oh, like yeah, the, guy, the, guy, the guys that have stopped and start that I know that like tried to go back. Mm. Yeah, just destroyed. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. You said you went you went to New Zealand for three months. How is it to go at the other end of the world and and live there? I I, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if the culture is that different. At least you have a common language, but, yeah. but it's very far away from home. So how is it? It was, so the rugby club over there set me up in a clubhouse. So I was living with two Tongan guys and a Kiwi guy. Mm -hmm. And then we were playing rugby together. Like I knew two of the guys had played rugby over in Ireland for our club. And then we were going over. It was kind of like a communal swapping thing. You know, they'd come over to oh, us, we'd come over right. to them. It was, it was, it was brilliant. It was a tiny little town on the, on the South Island. It's on the East Coast called Amaru um, and there was like I think 13,000 people in the town mm -hmm. but I was teaching in the local teaching aerobics in the local gym and they had some guy in the news trying to do an Irish, Irish accent on the local radio station saying you know I, I, I can't even do the dodgy accent but he was saying <laughs> come on down and try my class and all like and there's posters up all over town with like Kevin Sharkey, direct from Ireland, and you know, so like it was a small town. You played rugby because you played for the local club. Everyone, everyone loved you. Like, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. it was yeah. brilliant, and not that different to Ireland. I don't think. Probably a little bit friendlier, okay. <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. L cool. Less pub brawls and things like that. Yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah. So I was doing a bit of door work while I was down there as well, like Steve. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I was the Tongan guys are just like they're they're a different breed, man. Like they're I mean, massive. I've, I've, they're I've fucking fridges, like yeah. So like this guy was he played in the I can't remember. It was like when like Joan Alomu's rugby game on the was it on the PlayStation One or I can't remember. But this guy, when you picked up Tonga, this guy was 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 one of the players you could pick for Tonga like uh -huh. and he was in the nightclub and the guy I was there with, the guy that come over with me he was a little bit younger than me but he could talk for talk for Ireland he could he like he, he just talked the ear off people and he went up to this guy and he started talking and talking and talking and talking and over in New Zealand they have like a like a tankard with a handle on it mm -hmm. and the Tongan guy just punched the glass out of my friend's hand And I'm like, oh no. 
here we go. I'm going to have to try and drag this lad out of here. But uh, luckily enough, one of the lads that I was living with was a, an enormous Tongan as well. And he went over and had a word in your man's ear and it calmed it down. But like, <laughs> I was afraid Good. stuff was going to go down there. <laughs> yeah. I guess you wouldn't be able to even go between them. It's more like sweeping off the remnants afterwards. Yeah, or trying to drag my friend away and run with him. <laughs> this guy marauds through the bar. Uh, oh, they're a definitely different breed, man. Like they're monsters of men, monsters. Yeah. Probably something in the water. Well, like <laughs> they used to do this Tongan boil up. So they just have like a chicken in a pot, loads of vegetables, water, and they just boil the crap out of it. Like, and like they're eating chicken that I wouldn't touch because there was still a lot of red in it. Let's just say, mm-hmm. even after boiling it, like, and they were just, you know, like a monster pop between the two of them like and i yeah they like they ate like they ate like rasmus basically (laughs) (laughs) except by the sound of it they're three times my size yes yeah like i'll send you i'll send a picture onto the onto the podcast message of me standing beside one of the guys like the guy i was living with like and you'll see the the contrast like it's just nuts nuts yes please please. but red how about your week? Shitty week uh, from start to finish. <laughs> okay, mean... everybody, get your bingo cards out. <laughs> yeah. No, my car <laughs> is fine. My car is fine. Uh, no, I just, I've, I've been sick for mm. at least 10 days. Uh, it's the, the, the slight cold that is never is enough to leave you in bed for two or three days, but just enough to fuck up your days. And I have the headaches. And the kids is on holidays, so my, my working schedule is pretty much on old at this point i started working on the forge maybe i mentioned that last week or yeah, the week before and i posted on instagram I, I just put everything out of the the this little smithy the little forge to just dismantle it and and build a new one instead and whilst i was doing that my mother came to me at this point, you have to know that I've been doing my best to convince my mother to let me expand the forge for at least two years. Yeah. And then she ca- she comes to me when I'm I'm almost done emptying the the little forge and told me why don't you build a new one just next to the old one? So everything that I've been doing for the the whole morning, <laughs> like no sweating my butt when it was like cold and I was tired and uh, just build a new one so i could have just started building a new one and not touching the old one and do everything afterwards but anyway the the important thing is that i have the permit from my Mm -hmm. my mother to build a big thing the plans are done i just need to fill some paper at the town hall and then i will be able to start i could even start now but it's I thought that really... was I thought that was you joking, saying you have to fill out some papers at the town hall to get your mum's permit. We actually have to <laughs> fill out a you have to fill out a permit to to build that, do you? Yeah. So it depends on the size of the thing. If it's under five square meters, you can do whatever you want. If it's between five and twenty, you have to fill papers, but you don't need a permit. So above twenty square meters, it requires you to obtain the permit from the town hall. So oh, okay. I was going to skip the fill the form part uh, because my mother didn't knew about it. <laughs> Obviously, she did some research on the internet. Oh. Uh, but never never give your parents internet because it, it, <laughs> they, they do silly things. But yeah, she found out that, she, that I needed 
to fill up fill up some paper. But in fact, she needs because it's on her property, my parents' yeah. property. But I will do the thing they will sign, and every if everything goes right, I should be allowed officially to build the thing. Which is kind of a good thing because I have been the build of the shop has been delayed for the past two weeks. Since I did the thing, emptied the forge, it's been raining all day long, constantly for like 10 days. So I couldn't do yeah. shit. I couldn't start working on it. Yeah. So my, my motivation still high, but I'm trying to s switch it to different projects that I can actually do at home. And I will probably also change the plans of the shop a little bit up to make it yeah better and more fitting to my needs, like having a, a part um, with a roof, but no walls. So I can work yeah. outside during summer and not uh, always inside. So yeah. Uh, we have how to big are you aiming for? Are you going for the 20 square meters? Just under. So I don't yeah. have to ask for a permit, but just under yeah. it's going to be three by a little bit more than six and a half so it's about 90 wow. square meters yeah mm, just awesome. yeah yeah it should be it should be a nice space but it's going to be a lot of work my goal was to build it and have at least a roof for winter so all my tools could be just under something finish the, the walls and the door and everything and then i would have to take care of the the ground because it's like where i'm building it it's like grass so i would have to remove mm. the grass Put some gravel, put some some sand. Set fire to it. It's fine. Yeah, it would be my home. But that's what I would do. But uh, <laughs> my mommy, it's just next to my mom's flowers and plants. So okay, so carefully set fire to it then. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to do that. <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, Starfield a lot. It's a, it's a good game to just stay quiet at home and just rest. So that that's been pretty much my week. What about you guys? Raz, I uh, I have finally got a Sparky in to put up the outlet I need for the power hammer, mm -hmm. which took ages because tradies in Oslo can be hard to get a hold of. And the first guys who came, everywhere, yeah. Well, the first guy who came, he looked at it and he said, "Well, we don't do industrial stuff," and left Be because they didn't want to. Well, the, the building is old, the electrical thing is old, so it's like he was like, "Yeah, didn't want to turn yeah, anything." Okay. Yeah. And like some guys only do domestic and won't touch commercial as well. Like to be fair. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, the thing. same there. Yeah. That that was kind of the thing. Even though I wrote very clearly that this is an industrial machine that needs to be connected to power in a workshop. Mm. Someone didn't read the memo correctly and sent the guy anyway. At least he didn't give you the fuck off price and then you paid it because he was there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much but, do you need it? voltage and, and, and no I, I just need phase. like a 16 amp three phase power connector okay but it's just the fact that everything is old and semi dodgy <laughs> by today's standard so but it, it's all surface mounted right so you could run something back to the fuse board or whatever like well it, not, not not even that um there was enough power going from the fuse cabinet to where i wanted the outlet in an old conduit okay uh, it just it was just like taped up wires and someone had disconnected the fuse box. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of dodgy. So I, yeah. I perfectly understand someone who only does domestic, who shows up and looks at this and going like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I want to touch um, that. <laughs> yeah. So the week after I got someone else in and they fixed it and that's fine. That's excellent. And today I finally got did the rounds and got hold of the grease I need and the oil for machine and all of that. 
Nice. So tomorrow, fingers crossed, I'll turn it off and go dunk, 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 and then annoy all of the neighbors. Hey! <laughs> uh, but yeah, sword, sword. I, 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 I guess I can kind of lead into that. I had a meeting on Monday with mm-hmm. a guy in Norway who has been doing a lot of sword breaking. Yeah. And he, I'm not, I'm not saying he is the sword guy in Norway, but he's definitely one of the sword guys in Norway. Yeah, if he's not the one, uh, you, you send me uh, the account that he has. It's very yeah. little number of pictures, but what he's making is absolutely stunning. So if he's yeah. not the one, he's a good second, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a, like a wonderful conversation, like daily 90 minutes long, where he was like, okay, so what's your background in metalworking? And I was like, well, blacksmithing, all of that, all of these. Well, uh, sorry, rewind a little bit. At the Maker Fair in Oslo, Hans Gerhardt came up to me at some point and just say, you have to listen to this guy talk. And <laughs> some guy shows up and, uh, and like, and I was like, Hans Gerhardt, never like, that forceful about things. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a look. And immediately, swords and yeah. a guy. And I was like, okay, I'm all ears. <laughs> and his conversation, his talk, like, it was a short, the Make It Fair tends to do a lot of those really short talks, mm-hmm. like five, eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. And they do them sort of uh, they have an hour of those in the morning on Saturday, mo- evening on Saturday, and then morning and evening Sunday as well. Yeah. So there's lots of different them, kind of different from day to day, but all of that. But like, yeah, just a crash course in like, here's a cool guy doing cool, weird, wonderful things, and just sharing that fact to people. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And this guy is doing sorts, and he's been doing a lot of museum replicas. Oh. And really really nice museum replicas of saying like well they need this lump of rust to be like <laughs> analyzed and looked at and, and shiny not... in the end <laughs> and have uh, have someone make a copy as it probably would have looked when it was brand oh, new even better it's not a restoration it's, it's yeah. a recreation he uh, sort of immediately in our conversation he ended up sending me 10 gigabytes of pictures and research materials <laughs> that he has done at all all different museums of Norway and British Museum and things like that. And can, wow. can you share that? Or is it just for you? Per person basis, maybe. I'll, okay. I'll have to ask with him because it was very much like, this is mine. This is what I've done. Yeah, sure, sure. I want you to have it and I want you to look at it and be inspired. Mm. But, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But still, so, you have my email address and we, <laughs> yeah. we have a Google Drive. We can do something. Yeah. And now I have a power hammer and now I can start playing. Um, well, I can and can. I, 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 have, I have shit to do beforehand before I can spend time making swords. But my schedule now has two weeks in January saying swords. swords yes. <laughs> that's great. So yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Talking about sword, have, you, have you heard about the Chinese one that they found in a, in a tomb not that long ago? With a spin of alloy that is like supposedly not feasible at the time because you have to to melt the metal up to two thousand degrees, and they don't no. know how it's been made. And the, the sword is fucking beautiful, and it, it's even better than Damascus thing because there's a very clear pattern and and kanji is engraved in the blade. Like it's absolutely stunning. I will give you a link and send the thing because but you have to see that yes i think found in the 60s or something maybe yeah, it's, it's not like specifics. quote unquote found yesterday no no no, no. i don't see yeah. so then i think i found something that looks kind of amazing yeah 
but yeah, that, that's a different part. What were we talking about? You making swords in January? Yes, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> the plan. <laughs> and also, I'll, I'll tease this right away. I had also a meeting with Joe of Thornwood Forge yesterday. Mm -hmm. And there is a very, very high likelihood of him and one more of those guys coming over to Norway in February to do some axe-making classes. Oh, nice. Yeah, really beginner-friendly cool. even. Beginner-friendly even. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That's so that's going to be lots of fun. And so now I'm, I'm sort of do, trying to do the regular ADHD thing of trying to control my mania while making sure I can get all of the shit done that needs to be done now and the things that needs to be done so that it can make me money in three, four, six months or whatever it is. And all of the things in between. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It looks and, like you're but, doing a good so far. I, I mean, I'm very good at pretending. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we had like a massive snow chaos this week in Oslo or in Norway. Mm. The oh, whole... yeah, I saw you sitting there with a cup of tea looking out at the yeah at the snow coming down and pictures of we... people buses yeah. buses in in ditches yep there's uh, so been a few of those it's it boggles my mind but granted granted this year i think the snow arrived like two weeks earlier than usual and we got 30 centimeters instead of the usual three or five yeah but still one could think that the, the country like norway is like prepared for snow yeah. at any time of the year but you again, would think that especially yeah. when we've had weeks of hovering around zero degrees it's like yeah. there's nothing else we need except moisture and it will snow yeah yeah so no. but yeah like it's the regular thing and i i only get my winter tires on today as well because that's uh, now you were slagging those people about not having their winter tires on. You hadn't done it yourself. But I weren't driving in that weather. <laughs> I put them on yesterday. So don't, don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't but you're also the... like stupidly far south. In the mountains. Yeah. South, but in the mountains. And what's and the no, temperature? Uh, at the moment, it's, well, on Monday morning, when I woke <laughs> up at around eight, it was 20 degrees. Now outside, <laughs> it, it must be around. 10 or 12, something my like that. My dad had negative 20 yesterday. Yeah, I know. But that's the problem with my freaking country. They made it mandatory November 1st. You have to have your winter tires on November 1st. No, that's yeah. That's a good one. I think that's a good one. Well, not when it's 20 degrees. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yes, by all means. By all means. I get that. For, for you, that doesn't make as much sense. Except, like, you maybe could do it by municipality based in Norway. It is. It is. It's. It's. It's not the whole country. It's, okay. Yes. It's, okay. It, depending on where you live, like in the yeah. around the mountains or in the mountains, you have to have them. But yeah, but that, again, that, that, no, I agree. That no kind of makes sense, though. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. This year, not. But usually, yeah. Yeah, because global warming, and that's fun. But yeah, no. My dad woke up to negative twenty two days ago or something. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, thank you. But, but <laughs> stupidly enough. They haven't had any snow because it, he lives in this pocket in between all the mountains. Like mm. a, it's a desert valley, basically. You have a lot of m m rivers running through, but close to zero moisture in the air. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it doesn't, it doesn't rain there. It will snow because the snow will blow down from the mountains. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of the, the cold fronts are running out, just going yeah. over the top, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Is that not the, quite the opposite of Ireland, though? 
the thing with Ireland is, so I live like relatively sea level, but not that we have very many high places, but we used to live up like 15 minutes away and it's up a bit of a hill, I suppose. But like you'd have different weather up there than you would down here. Like it could be yeah. raining up there and it's it's not down here. Like, I know. Uh, yeah, so where we were living was at the base of, we call it a mountain, but it's a hill. Yeah, Thank so you. like it, one of the Dublin mountains, like we were living at the base of it. But it, like it just had a, a different weather system to like where I, you know, further down towards the sea. Because mm-hmm. it's so small, you know, like the land beside the sea obviously takes longer to heat up and cools down or you know what I mean so the, the inland it's just different weather systems and then yeah. like if you head down Wicklow Wicklow Wexford direction so down south like they call that the sunny southeast because it could be raining in Dublin and it's like blazing sun down there it's it's yeah, it's a cool. mental country yeah <laughs> I love that I love the, speaking, the speaking of, of mental that. country though have you seen Norway <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty mad too yes yes we have the same thing but because of all the fjords you have like these air channels running deep inside the country. Yeah. And and like even the Oslofjord, which is very much small or sort of flat like. So you but you have like these outcrops of how should I say like outcrops of land coming out into the fjord and going kind of parallel to it. So close to where I grew up, yeah, you could have you could see the rain on the other side of the hill. But mm-hmm. because there was that hill in between, you it, it just didn't blow east enough to affect us where i grew up <laughs> a whole lot that, that is nuts yeah i love that yeah that, that's really specific nerdy things and also norway being really weird when it comes to all of that because like literally you could have a rain front like a heavy storm hitting one side of the mountain mm. and you could like have a gentle breeze reaching the other side and that's it yeah you yeah. have to be carefully where you you want to leave them oh yeah I, i've driven through a mountain in, in a tunnel granted one of the really big tunnels we have over here and it's a bit cloudy on one side and in the middle of a blizzard on the other side that has happened wow. to me once yeah Just like a... <laughs> yeah yeah you you enter the dangerous zone at this point <laughs> how was yeah. your week yeah. my when week did you... what did i do this week i at the weekend i fitted it was a bank holiday in ireland so i was off work on monday the weekend, I took out some doors from downstairs and replaced them with new doors, three of them. And the guy that owned my house before me was a builder. Oh, and I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. some of that. Yeah, yeah so, mine, mine was too. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm coming from. So yeah. like none of the door openings so were in the house originally, but he made them all that they weren't uh, standard sizes. Oh, um, so oh. there was a lot of head scratching and changing the hand of doors like so one was opening into the hallway now I have it opening into the kitchen that was that was my weekend was doing that and then in work I have been what have I been doing a bit of plastering a bit of yeah. insulating a ceiling a bit of carrying in <laughs> so yesterday a quarter to three delivery arrived and there was supposed to be two guys there helping me that never have showed up so oh. <laughs> a pallet of 30 plasterboard slabs like so 2.4 by 1200 mm-hmm. arrived so and insulation and a few other bits and bobs but they all had to be brought into the house because storm Char- charlie is it now kieran Char- storm yeah, kieran is on the that's way that's the one yeah yeah so i had to carry them all in myself today my back isn't doing so well you know but yeah other than that i've had a great week 
I've had a great week. Nice. But then can you tell us about what's going on with your face? My face, yes. <laughs> for three months of the year, for three months of the year, I give up my face for a cause called Movember. Yes. Um, Movember is a men's health charity which started in Australia. Uh, a couple of guys wanted to bring a moustache back into fashion. So they started growing moustaches. And they realized they could raise a bit of money for this. And one of their friends, I think dads, had prostate cancer. So they decided to start raising money for prostate cancer. So initially it was a prostate cancer charity. But I think it's maybe, I think it's 12 years on. I'm not 100%. I'd have to check that up. But anyway, now it, they deal with mental health, prostate, testicular cancer, and men's health in general. Because mm. as males, sometimes we find it hard to talk about our health talk about things like getting your prostate checked because oh no they have to do that manually well they don't actually have to do it manually you can go and get a blood test now for a prostate check yeah uh, but that removes all the fun out of it yes so <laughs> to bring it to bring it back a bit i got involved and my dad died of prostate cancer seven years ago mm. and because my dad died of prostate cancer i have to get the manual check as well as the the blood test uh. So ah. my, phone's, my phone's being brought back in, lads. <laughs> and I don't think my doctor's a gentle lover. <laughs> but yeah, so for the past seven years now, since my dad died, I've been doing Movember. And the first year I did it, I grew a moustache from the start of November. And by day six, people were asking me, did I have a rash on my face? And I got sick of that. So <laughs> I decided to change it up. And so now from uh, September till November we grow beards and then we shave ridiculous moustaches in one a, one a week for the full month of November and today the date team Shark Attack has raised over 60,000 euro for the November oh, charity oh wow yeah so it's it's bonkers it's bonkers yeah. I, I thought like I'll, I'll do it the first year I'll raise a little bit of awareness and I'm, if I raise 500 quid it'll be a lovely tribute to my dad and mm. I'll feel like I've done something yeah. And the first year, I was like, "Wow, yeah. And it's just increased since then. So now, now I have a team behind me. So guys from the maker community, my wife's cousins, my friends, they've joined me and they grow beards for two months and let me tell them what to shave in, into their face. Mm -hmm. it's brilliant. <laughs> and you're publishing picture on Instagram, which is great because everyone can see and understand what's going on. Instagram has been massive for me. Like I've met so many amazing people through it. Uh, the maker community. I met some tradesmen that I, I, I have met and continue to chat to. It's been amazing for, for, for the Movember aspect of it because people are just so, so supportive, especially the maker community, I suppose. Like guys, guys like KJ, Crude But Efficient. So he's been a Team Shark Attack member for the last, I think, four years. I think your Nate was a Team Shark Attack member, Rob Prickly Sauce, mm. Herdworks mm -hmm. Tim, Welch Thomas. But anyway, uh, I, I share on Facebook as well, but to be honest, Facebook is, is gone for me, really. I, I only kind of use it yeah. now for the Fools of Tools group and stuff. But yeah, like I just, I, I've had a good response from Instagram with people coming to me and saying, you know, I've thanks for thanks for sharing this. I've gone and gotten checked. Thanks for sharing this. It really helped. Thanks for speaking out about this. I'm going to I'm gonna get my dad to check. Thanks for sharing it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just think it's great. 
like you know w- w- what other well i don't know i'm sure there is other social medias out there that 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 happens in but i just think the community on instagram has been amazing for me mm. anyway a quick question though you're obviously doing everything that you are doing but how can you gather money how people can give money to you or, or to the group to to be involved in that so there's a link in my bio, in my bio on instagram if people want to donate but honestly it's not really a monetary thing for me it's more about spreading the word that mm-hmm. you know like your text in tuesday it's mm-hmm. okay to talk it's okay to get checked it's okay to talk about health issues yeah go check on that mate you know go talk to someone if you need to it doesn't have to be face to face it can be you know a text but since we started since we started november we've had two family members die through suicide both male different ages different different occupations different parts of the country the only yeah. thing that they really had in common was that they're a male now i know yeah. it's not only a male thing don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not like everyone needs help sometimes but um i find males struggle a bit more possibly to talk yeah i don't know if it's an inherent inbuilt machismo thing but yeah like we I mean, need to it, be able it's to... probably a bit of that i think i mean it's at least the stereotype is that boys are not really allowed to talk about their feelings the same way that mm. girls are gr- growing up and that yeah. perpetuates into adulthood where suddenly you don't have the tools to actually talk about how you're feeling how you're doing yeah mm. that's absolutely true and when you look at the numbers about suicide usually and at any age the rate between male and female are, are higher when it comes to to men and and it's true and it's true all over the world and it's always been and i think that yet yeah, that there is something inherent to the way we are raised uh, by our parents or were raised by our parents like yeah you're 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 a guy so suck it up don't cry guys don't show their emotion they just need to be tough and endure everything which can be true sometimes depending on what's happening obviously but i'm trying to do the exact opposite with my kid because i know so much about suicide but again not bragging just about my research on at <laughs> university i he is is nine, nine and a half and, and i've always and my wife i've has been also very very encouraging on that side of things to tell him that it's okay to be sad it's okay to have feelings it's okay to have anger it's okay to express it And mm. it's okay to tell us because we can't just be in his head and just guess all his emotions. So it's, I think, very important. And it's it's not diminishing the 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 pain of of women and girls because it's it, it you can't compare the two things that are similar but all, also very different. So just giving the new generations tools to boys and girls to talk about what's happening in their life, how they can deal with trauma and just express their feeling and that it's not something bad to do so, even though society can can tell you, no, just it's your thing, your personal shit that you have to deal with. So shut up, suck it up and, and just be, be a man or just be a, a grown-up woman or whatever. 
that's bullshit. Uh, you, when you are going through something, talk about it. Uh, you will find someone to listen. You will find someone that is not judging you. You will find someone that will help you just by listening or someone that has been through the really? same shit that you are, you, are, you are dealing with at the moment, mm-hmm. has experience, got away with all that, that shit or kind of succeeded in saving themselves from overcoming this their overcoming. trauma. Thank you. That's the word I was, I was searching for. Overcoming the trauma. And again, we've talked about depression in the podcast a few times, but I think it's never, it's always good to reiterate and repeat that if you're still alive, you're dealing with depression and you're still alive, you're winning. So keep winning, keep winning and keep talking about what's happening to you. Try to understand it. You will find people that will help you, even though you don't have to, to ask for help people are offering help so just just take it because that's that's very very important that's life-saving stuff yeah 100 percent. can't agree more if i'm if i may go slightly sideways on that don't do anything that a jedi is telling you to do don't do anything a jedi is telling you to do okay because in star wars they're telling you to suppress all of your emotions Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> the Sith are the ones saying, no, 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 let it out. Like, embrace it. Like, live through it. Yes. And it's like, like, well, in real life, the Sith are kind of right in sort of mental health. I mean, excluding Anakin, because, like, that's interesting. But uh, you, you see my point? I, I understand your point. <laughs> I understand your point, and you're not wrong. The the problem, well, if you are, if, if we, it depends if we are talking about Star Wars, if we if we are talking about our emotions and stuff. But yes, by all means, I mean <laughs> the Star Wars is not real life, but no, no, but like, people have been killed for saying stuff like that. Like yes. I, I had a friend who told me one day the dragons are not real, and and I have no news since uh, she said that. So uh, <laughs> I, I believe someone someone did something. No, okay, okay. <laughs> no, but Jedi's are directly inspired by samurais, and and the yes. mentality of samurais is to have no emotion because it's based on Buddhism and and Zen philosophy of if I don't feel anything, I can face everything, which is kind of true. But also very fucked up because you're you're dooming yourself for a shitty life if you are suppressing all your emotion. Yes, you can deal with any kind of trauma and you can accept death when it comes to you. If you are a samurai in 16th century fighting mm. for your life, for your lord, your landlord, your shogun, your emperor or whatever. But if you are in a modern society, suppressing all your emotion can preserve you from having bad Bad things, uh, not bad things happen to you. That that's exactly the opposite. It won't prevent bad things from happening to you. It will just prevent you from dealing with those things um, in a smart way. Yeah, I, 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 I would argue that like if you are in a world where every day is a struggle, you mm-hmm. don't have time to deal with whatever, whatever mental health issues you have because you are so occupied by just staying alive in Absolutely. that world you need to just stay alive hopefully long enough so that yeah. you eventually can deal with the, what... that's where that's why suppressing your emotion is a, is a silly things to do because if you are suppressing all your emotion 
you will not get what what is an emotion it's a response to what's happening to you yeah it, it's it's just your body your mind your spirit your heart telling you or, or warning you with a side of of an emotion it can be anger joy happiness whatever the emotion sadness whatever the response of your mind is to what's happening to you it's a warning sometimes it's a good warning sometimes it's yeah. a bad okay, warning but, sorry can, can i argue that a little bit because i would and never take advice from anyone on a podcast especially us <laughs> but i wouldn't almost argue that emotions almost by definitions is a physiological response to what is going on in your mind you can think things without having emotions about them yeah, but you yeah. can't have emotions without feeling something in your mind you can have suppressed those thoughts but there will always be something there triggering a physiological response or is that say, too clinical it is it, it's, it's not too clinical but i'm not 100% sure about that and of course you can think about emotion without feeling them and and no no, no and... not about yeah yeah well yeah that's the thing you can think about emotions but the fact of having them means that you have something else going on in your mind not not necessarily something else it's it's what's happening in your mind yeah yeah that's what i mean that's what i mean and therefore it's it's a response from it can be your body or your or your spirit responding yeah. to a situation and yeah. if you suppress all of that yes you can endure a lot more mm. without feeling anything in the moment yeah especially in the moment and it can resurface years after and completely fuck you up because you will not be able to control everything and suppress everything so i think it's very important to be aware that emotions are a good thing that you are you're supposed to feel a lot of emotions in your life you can be angry you can be bored you can be sad you can be happy all in one day in different situation of your day and not ignore that and you have to deal with your emotion and it's if you're i was i was listening to a guy talking about work how how is working the way he is working mm. he's a very famous director in france and he was quoting steve jobs i think saying that if you can you can have four bad days at, at work you can have four bad days where you have to deal with the the decade was working with you because the the job is very hard because the situation financially is unstable or whatever nobody can have a perfect like 100 days in a row perfect no problem in his life but if it's four years it's a problem and yeah. you should you should yeah. fuck up you should change your job and knowing that your emotion is a warning that something's up in your life is very good so not ignoring those emotion is is fundamental. The problem with Star Wars is that it's the other thing where they are using your anger to increase your animosity, your aggressivity, your power yeah. to do the wrong, which is also something that in martial arts they are trying to push you towards. Like, yeah, you have this. You see bad movies in the 90s with Jean Claude Van Damme and stuff. They're, oh, you're so angry. You're going to become so strong. No. Look at all the, the martial arts teachers, Tendan or whatever. They are little Japanese guys, 80s or 90s. They have no emotion when they are fighting. And they will kick your butt. Yeah. Because they have reached some kind of serenity in, mm. in their, their attitude. 
that gives them more power than you because you will be distracted by your emotions. So being in control of your emotion can be good in certain situation to overcome the difficult situation. Yeah. But it's not something to ignore because that's what will give you the warnings that will be necessary to take action towards what's happening to you. So basically, don't suppress your emotions totally. No. It's okay to do it at times. But yeah. We all need to let those emotions out at times too. Yeah. It makes me think of two things. And one is a video that's been trendy a few months ago, starting by a woman asking, hey guys, who do you turn to when you're, when you're not well? And you've probably all seen the video in, on Instagram, TikTok or where, wherever. And after that, there is a, a succession of guys saying to no one, I have no one mm -hmm. to turn to when I'm sad, when my day is, is going badly. When I feel lonely, there is no one I can talk to to make me feel better. And that was very sad to see that. And that was also a warning for society to tell people, talk, just talk, talk. Mm -hmm. find someone that will help you. So this Movember thing is very important because it's, it gives awareness to people saying, yeah, we can pretend that we have no emotion, that everything is fine in our life. But we can be hurt, we can be sad, we can be angry. And the other thing being, yeah, but emotion pass and it's going to get better. Not always, not always. Yeah. And when it's not getting better, people kill themselves. And that's the problem. We said that in the podcast as well. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going a bit long, but it's kind of my specialty in my field. We, are, we have talked about that in the podcast, but suicide is always a, a definitive option for a temporary problem. There is always, it, Raz phrased it better last time we, we said. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Exactly. Thank you. When people kill themselves, they don't want to be done with life. They want yeah. to be done with pain. Yeah. They are suffering, they are in pain, and they want that pain to stop. The problem is that the, the, the path that they choose is radical. It's the end, like, by killing myself, I will end the pain. No, it's not. There's so many options that you have not thought about that can ease the pain and suppress the pain. And having been through depression a few years back, I was at a very low point in my life, even though I had a wife, lovely wife, a kid, lovely kid, I was uh, doing exactly what I wanted to do, make stuff. But sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes mm. the situation, the feeling that you have, the emotion that you have has absolutely nothing fucking to do with the situation you, you are in. You can be happy, you can have a family, you can be rich, you can be doing your dream job, nothing to do. You can feel like shit, even though you are, you are uh, uh, living the dream. So it's, it's very important not to ignore your emotion. There are, are warnings. Talk about your emotion. Find someone that will listen. Maybe find someone who went through the same shit and you'll find a solution. Killing yourself is not. Uh, Kev, on your part. Yes. For me growing up, talking about emotions has been not difficult, but it's not been something that has been encouraged. And it has also been something when it, just communication in general, 
I realized after a few years growing up with the same group of friends that we never learned properly how to communicate when we needed yeah, to. We, sure. I felt like kind of I had to nudge a lot of my friends into talking and also accepting me talking about difficult things. Has you mm -hmm. experienced something similar? I mean, uh, both of us kind of grew up in the Scouts, if I recall correctly. So Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I started in Scouts at seven. And, Kev, Kev uh, if I may ask, uh, how old are you? 44. 44. So you're closer yeah. to me than to Raz. But the, the question is still relevant, which uh, I'm not, not yeah. saying. But maybe oh, yeah. there's a generation gap that, that also can play. True. Yeah, well, so I would, yeah, I like, I, I've known the, my, my friends now outside of the maker community would be guys from Scouts. So yeah. I've known them since I was seven yeah mm -hmm. uh, so we've been through <laughs> we've been through everything together i don't know if it's lately i <laughs> families and stuff you know you don't yeah. see people as much but like yeah like i've been through so much with all my friends from them losing babies to losing girlfriends well not losing but like you know breaking Break up girl, um you know from from my point of view from their point of view so like we, we would there, there wouldn't be any tricky subjects for us you know from my dad's point of view like he grew up in that you know like he it, before he before he had his first heart attack he hadn't been to the doctor in years so my dad had his first heart attack at 49. oh mm. that's, that's early yeah, so he had like a, so he had a heart attack and then he had a double bypass, a triple bypass, a, oh. a stent put in. At the same time, he found out he was diabetic. He had hemochromatosis. Uh, he oh, had, fuck. yeah, so like he had this laundry list and the doctors told him he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't live to retirement age, basically. Yeah. Uh, so he decided with my mum that they'd move to Greece. So they moved to Greece. Because like when he was here, he was just gray. He was he was suffering with post operatic depression. He was gray. He was going to work, coming home, going to bed, going to work, coming yeah. home, going to bed. He was in that cycle. Yeah. He went to Greece, became a changed man. Hmm. Like they've been going there on and off since I was fifteen. It was our kind of last family holiday, and they kept on going back. And then they just decided they loved it. We'll go over there. So they had like eight years over there mm -hmm. before oh. that before that one day when my dad well that one week when my dad couldn't pee yeah so <laughs> so he couldn't pee and then there's like a small it's a small island so they do kind of blood tests if clinics or whatever you can mm -hmm. go to one week and this guy oh. in, in, in broken english goes when my dad walked in to get his results oh very bad very bad like so like oh. a psa level is supposed to be kind of below 10 and his was through the roof so like he was mm. he was stage four without even knowing it you know Shit. But my dad was that machismo, macho. I think I'd seen him cry once in my life. Didn't really talk about things. Towards the end, he did. Like you know, we we had we had three and a half years of him being back in Ireland. Me seeing him as much as I could. Chats outside, drinking coffee, talking about movies, uh, talking about what series I should be watching. Yeah, my dad was a like he spent his he spent his days in Greece just downloading stuff and then 
giving it to me on CD-ROM when CD-ROMs are out and giving it to me on USB key when USB keys come out and mm. yeah so like so we were talking that way that's how we communicated but there wasn't so much yeah there wasn't so much emotion like as I say I might have seen him cry twice in my life whereas my my nickname <laughs> my nickname in school was the incredible sulk because i was very emotional and i cried <laughs> and I it was it was a cruel nickname now don't nickname kids that was very funny yeah. very funny um yeah but like my friends yeah like most of them would would you know they'd they'd open up but you'd have to be i suppose it has to be the right time the right zone mm. yeah like the right right circumstance yes i think i think most of us have like unfortunately i'm 44 and between acquaintances friends guys i was in school with family the people that i know that have committed suicide is in double digits Mm. so Mm -hmm. you need to yeah we just need to talk more like november have a thing it's called alec i can I'll, I'll send it on again to the i can't i can't remember off the top of my head but it's ask a question listen mm. i can't remember the, the analogy but the basic the basic premise is you ask a question normally you say how are you doing everyone goes okay and you ask a second question how is x y and z and you mm-hmm. try and try and just get them to open up but yeah. the the Alec Alec system is, is is very good a very good start basically yeah. um, because most most men when how are you getting on our oh, grand yeah especially Irish people how are you getting <laughs> on no not a bother not a bother grand yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the Irish way but yeah you ask that second question and possibly a third and then you can get people to start opening up you know yeah I I've had a couple of friends reply with not dead yet yeah well. Every day you wake up is a is a win, you know. Yeah. Every day you can get out of bed is a win. Yeah, but it it, it should concern you though when when yeah, friend... oh, absolutely yeah. because it, it, in my mind like staying alive that's the baseline. If yeah. that's the struggle, you are in deep shit and you've been there a long time. Yeah. yeah. Is but it men tongue in cheek? Of... Men's tongue in cheek. I mean, sometimes it can be. It's like sometimes it has ended up being like the go-to response because like. It goes from being I am currently not dead to being mm. I'm still alive to I am living. Yeah. Yeah. I mean not yeah. doing okay. well yet, but there are grades in there. Yeah, 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 for sure. And also like it's how it is portrayed, how it is said, being they can say it tongue in cheek and you can get that, oh, it has been tough, or we both know I am struggling, but this is a good moment. Mm. And take it from there. But you can you kind of need also to learn to listen to what and how they're responding to that yeah it's not it's not easy to communicate about that it's not easy to ask question to people you know are not well without having this feeling of you are maybe out of line and you're maybe pushing too hard to know too much Mm. something that is too personal that people don't want to talk about and sometimes when you are trying and you are you are maybe not good at it or even the opposite too good at it, you will have people not understanding what you are trying to do and, and the hand that you're offering is not, it's not taken. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, because it's not always that you can open up to to people about what everything bad going on in your life. So uh, as Kev said, it, it has to be the, at the right time and in the right way. 
but it doesn't mean that because the opportunity is not is not taken by your friend or someone that you know yeah. that they can't go back to you come back to you later when they are feeling better or feeling like opening up because yeah today is not the day i'm not feeling well and i don't want to talk about it because i'm still dealing with the heavy shit maybe next once, week it would, would once be better. you let them know once you let them know that you're there for them yeah when they feel, when they, feel they can i mean mm. exactly exactly yeah but it's not easy because as Raz said we never learn how to do it how to talk about our feeling or to understand other people's feeling i hope it's going better at the moment it, it, and, it, and it's uh, a skill that younger generation will will develop or developing or will develop even better in the future but we have to we have to be there we have to teach them and and teaching something that we never had for ourselves um, how do you do that it's, it's fucking hard because my, my dad is pretty much like Kev's dad. He's like the he, he doesn't want to to show any emotion until recently. I mean, but, mm. but for for the most part of my life, it was my dad. He's like he doesn't cry. He he is not weak. He doesn't. He's, he's pretending not to be weak. He's pretending never cry. That he never cries. He is pretending that he's always up to the task to deal with any shit that comes our way and he still he could be very severe with me sometimes maybe unfair but also protective and mm. understanding and he was like he was he was saying nothing like oh you want to fuck off to the other side of the world for like 10 years yeah okay do that and the day you are you are fucked up and you want to come back and you have to pay a crazy amount to rent a container to come back with mm. your shit, uh, he sold his car for me, and he oh. sold his car to oh, yeah. It, and it is it was and it was not any car. He spent fifty years of his life dreaming of a Porsche. He finally got a very cheap old Porsche, and he he, he had it for three or five years, and then he had to to sell it to enable me and my wife and kid to come back to France after Fukushima and everything that uh, went. If down. I may rephrase that, he chose to sell it. He didn't have to. Uh, no, he chose. He chose to absolutely. But yeah. that's that's also one of the sacrifice that he made for us, and and he he didn't even tell me at the time. He just sent, oh. sent me the money. And when I came back to France, the Porsche was gone. And I was like, mm. where is the Porsche? And, and he said, yeah, I sold it. And and I didn't understand at the moment. And I understood that maybe three or four years later that he had sold the, the car oh. to give us the money to to be able to come back, which is, and that that's, my, that's the kind of that, that I have. Don't talk about my yeah. emotion. Don't show any emotion. Do whatever needs to be done for the family can be also like a angry, sad, and again, unfair dad sometimes because of the miscommunication that we had. But we never talked about anything until very recently, probably a year ago. Everything changed because we had a real open heart discussion about the time that we had left together and everything and that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So he started open up a little bit 
but never has the word to phrase that thing. And the other day we were talking with my mother and him sitting next to us about what will happen to their house when they will be both gone. Um, and yeah, I, w- I want to take the house. I want I want to have the house when when they are gone. And I've, I I <laughs> I I know that I I saw him cry and I, I I heard him cry and and I know it was a relief for him because he didn't want that that this house for which he had worked his entire life would be lost to someone else. I mean, of course you want yeah. a house. You're building a forge there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have plans. <laughs> no, but but that's not something that he would ask me directly. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah, would you like to take the house when we are gone? Because it's important for us that someone in the family keeps the house. And, and it's, is... it's not a contention with your sister for that. No, we'll, we'll figure things out with my sister yeah. and my brother because we are smart grown-ups now and we can talk. Yeah. But they they don't ask directly. Mm. That's the generation that my parents are from. The, find a way to know what they want to know without asking the question directly because they just don't have the fucking tools to talk. I was just going to say, like, it's it as you're saying, it's that generation. Like, your dad, my dad... Raz's dad are these impenetrable man of the house can sort yeah. out any problem. They don't need anyone because they're the, the emotion doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they like they can solve anything. They're like my dad was six foot five. He was like one of fifteen mm-hmm. kilos. Like he was a he was a big man. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't till it wasn't till he started shrinking that that the emotion came out. You know, it wasn't till, but like my dad would do anything for me. Like he would, Mm. like your dad sold the car. My dad like paid for, like when I was younger, I crashed my car a couple of times. Nothing bad, like no one injured, but he paid for, he paid for that. That's the last time. That's the last time we're doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But like he would, he would do anything for me. And I I know that, like, you know, and as you know, your dad would. um, Mm. But I think, because we've seen that, because we are who we are, I think generationally it's it's getting better. It's mm. we're like my wife will tell you I'm I'm emotionally void, like as in I find it sometimes I do find it hard to express myself emotionally, like but about certain things, I suppose. Mm. But I think there is hope. Do you know what I mean? Mm. As you said, yeah. we're given we're given the new generation the tools to deal with their emotions, where whereas like even neurodiversity now is is being looked after in schools, yeah. whereas that kid's just a, a mess. Send him over to the corner. He can't sit still for a minute. He's just a messer. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, actually, that kid has ADHD or any number of neurodiverse problems. Mm-hmm. But that's being looked at now. I think. I think there is hope. I think. Yeah. We, I think things are going to get better. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm nearly I, sure of it. I think we're moving in the right direction, but there's a fair bit of a fight left, I think, to get things oh, 100%. right. Always. Always. We have to keep fighting about everything, but if, even even if we are just 10% better than the prior generation, it's, it's, it's good. It's always yeah. 10% better than things. I think we have... 
as Kev said, more tools now because we know about neurodiverse. And I, I was talking to my mother the other day about that. I said, we didn't know at the time. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. No studies have been done, but we have them now. So mm. we can't treat a, 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 a little child who has ADHD the same way a child who has ADHD was treated 50 years ago, 30 years ago, because now we know we can't just ignore the fact that he needs more, whatever the more is, but he needs more. Okay. And now we can also develop just the, the communication tools, like put words on feelings to just make them understandable by everyone. And that's the part that our parents were lacking. We are trying to improve that at the moment. Again, telling my son, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be happy and to show it. Because also that, mm-hmm. weirdly, when you are happy, you can't show it. Why? What the fuck? Can't you smile and jump all over the place? Nobody's going to tell you, be quiet when we know that you are happy. Just express your feeling. Live through your feelings because that's that's fuck that's life if you are going through life without any feelings or emotion wow it's sad so abandon yourself to your feelings when they are good and when they are bad i mean grief is it can't be overlooked it shouldn't be overlooked but most of the time it is like yeah okay someone died i'm deeply in pain i'm deeply in trouble at the moment but I'm, i'm gonna keep a straight face because I have to. Who told you you, you had to? Who told you that you had to? You can cry, you can be sad, you can be devastated for three days. The problem is if you don't get up after three days, if you don't, don't get better after three days, you need help. But it's totally okay to be sad, devastated, angry at the world, that you don't want to see anyone for a week or whatever. That's fine. That's feelings. That's life. That's that's what makes you a human. So we have still a, a long way to to do, but yeah, we are improving things. I hope, yeah. and and I generally hope that the next generation will keep improving things. I think so, and I, I think also it helps a bit that I mean it it goes both ways, kind of. Like we become better, so we can teach our parents to be better. Absolutely. And then our kids can teach us to be better again after yeah. we taught them yeah. what we know. Yeah. And I mean, Kev, we talked about this a fair bit at Maker Central, but my dad got diagnosed with prostate cancer as well last summer, beginning of last summer. Yeah. And I mean, it, he's been doing splendidly since then, also because he's an absolute maniac. But yeah. uh, it, it, I think I told this story, but uh, I, I don't even recall how soon after operation. It was the same summer. He went for a walk with the dogs and like he's told that to the doctor and the doctor said, good, that's really nice. How far did he walk? And he said, no, I walked a bit tired. Okay, that's good. And then my dad said, then I turned around and walked back home again. <laughs> and, and the doctor goes, no, that's, that's, that's probably too much. And yeah, this but, is my dad. No, that is also throwing logs and stones at you just for fun. <laughs> yeah, also still after operation. Smaller logs and smaller stones. <laughs> um, and how is, how is he now? He's good. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's one of the things where, like, yeah, physically it seems like he's doing a hell of a lot better now and that he is more or less fully recovered from the operation. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still doing karate and teaching Karmaga. And like, <laughs> he's, I mean, he, he graduated. I think he got his second or third dance in karate and yeah. Karmaga this year or something like it. Like he's stepping up there. He got three pr- prostheses at this point, double knees and one hip pr- prostheses. It's cheating. It's totally cheating. <laughs> you shouldn't yeah. get prosthesis when you're doing martial arts. That's that's cheating. What age is he? He's 66. No, 67 now. Okay. Okay. Still doing great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, like the whole whole thing of him, him being diagnosed is like, I can see he's trying very hard of being stoic about it, mm. like yeah. just being like a bit matter of fact and saying like. It happened. I can't deal with it. I just need to figure out how to move on. And also recognizing in him that he doesn't necessarily have the full vocabulary to express what he's feeling, but seeing that he is there and he's trying. Have you tried to communicate with him, talk about what's going on in yeah, his life? Yeah, we, we do that a fair bit. And okay. I, I honestly, I talk to my dad a hell of a lot more than I do my mom. Okay. Despite her coming and visiting my nan here every week or so, or okay. a couple of times a week, it's it's just one of those things where like she comes in, she spends time with her na- my my nan, she needs attention. Mm. I'm usually still at work or just got home and are eating or I'm doing the podcast or I'm running off dancing. So like, mm. it, it the past doesn't intersect as much. And in the whole way of learning how to communicate, me and my mom never developed that bond of calling on the regular. Mm-hmm. But my dad has been doing really well, like all the time, I feel, to make sure to call often. I suspect he's putting it. Yeah, I, I, I suspect he's putting it in the calendar, then that's why he's remembering. Mm-hmm. Well, but, like, he's doing it. if it works, it works. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, not, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm saying it to make fun of him, not to uh, <laughs> disrespect him or anything and think that's a bad mm. thing. It's just like showing that he recognized this is important to him to do. Yeah. And if he put that in the calendar to make sure he can do that, that's a good thing because he found a system to make sure it happens. So yeah. yeah. It doesn't need to be an automatic thing. It doesn't need to be like, oh, I have the feeling we haven't talked in a while, so I should talk should call. Because yeah. sometimes that slips your mind and suddenly it's gone three months, yeah. six months, and you realize yeah. that, oh, yeah, which has happened to my mom and me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same with my mom a bit. Like she's living in the Netherlands now. And, you know, we we send a text pretty much every morning. We play Wordle, myself, mm. my two sisters and my mom. But like, yeah, like I haven't talked to my mom since I was over there in July, you know, on the phone. But like that's that's the relationship we have, you know. I can I play Word Feud against her and I play Wordle and we mm. say, Good one, good one. Right. You know, like send if it works, it works. Yeah, yeah. If, if the relationship is that way and it works for for both parties, that's great. But if there is yeah. a lack in one side, the lack of communication is is felt on one side. It it maybe it's worth trying to develop that. But if it, everybody's okay with the situation, that's great. It's it's never good to anticipate the fact that you're gonna lose your parents. Mm. Yeah. I think it's it's nice to be aware that it will happen one day if everything goes according to nature, not to miss too much and regret too much afterwards. But if the relationship is, it's not worth fighting against the relationship because it's it's just you're just calling for trouble. It's, it's just yeah. you're you're putting pain over your shoulder. 
Is that something to focus on? Absolutely. Perhaps my focus. <laughs> Kevin, go ahead. Me? Yeah. I've been focusing on, uh, it's been mentioned before, welcome to Wrexham. Yes. Uh, yes. We're on season two. We're yeah. up to date. It's brilliant. I love it. Like My wife loves it. We kind of struggle to, we struggle to find something to watch together. Mm-hmm. Because she likes, let's just say, different things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I yeah. like. I I um, hear you. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but both of us can both of us can watch this together. So I'm really enjoying that at the moment. Making wise, I'm still doing a few leather projects, which I'm enjoying too. Yes, yes I'm loving that. Yeah, okay. one stage red. My dad's belt broke, and I was like. I'll send this over to Red and see if he can fix it for me. And I was delighted that I fixed it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Del- delighted. But yeah, so that's that's kind of been catching my attention. Bit of work in the house still to do. Or sorry, not my attention grabber, sorry. And it's not spiffing either. <laughs> yeah, careful, we have a trademark on. Oh on yeah, sorry, trademark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> other, other podcasts exist too. Yeah, no, they so, don't. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. This, this podcast as well, every Sunday when I'm doing my grocery shopping, it's there, it's ready to go. I stick cool. in an ear pod, I go around and I do my shopping. So like I'm sitting there listening to Red talking and I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so used to listening along. But Thank yeah. You. Um, I appreciate that. It, it's cool. And setting up shop as well. If you haven't listened to that podcast yeah. as well, worth to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're my focuses. Thanks, thanks for having <laughs> four of them or five of them. Or Perfect, Raz. Because I already mentioned the sword guy, mm-hmm. which is I'll leave the link to it in the focusy thing on Instagram. He is phenomenal. He's not good about sharing anything on Instagram, mm-hmm. but he got a handful of pictures that are really, really good, and I am nudging him to hopefully put a few more pictures out there because he is really good. But I am going for a TV series instead this time. Okay, it's it, it's it's a small thing you probably never heard of. One Piece. Oh yeah, my no, god! No, I, no idea. <laughs> so have you watched Amazing. it finally? Yeah, I, I finished it last week or something. Yeah, I had the vaguest of vague ideas about when One Piece, what it was about, and who the characters were before I watched it because I am not into anime at all. Even though mm-hmm. I lived in Japan as well, it's like yeah, I I watched a couple of animes but like yeah. none of the big massive ones and then you were talking about one piece and a couple of other friends were mentioning one piece and i was like yeah okay i'm going to the I us I, need... I mentioned it here yeah, yeah as well as well <laughs> and, and i was sitting on on the flight going to the us and i was like fuck shit i, I need to download something and netflix and uh, download that one piece let's just see what i can get and let me take off and i get like three four apps to download it i was yes. like good okay i got something and i started watching on the, on the flight over there yeah it is fucking good yeah. and it stuck me in like from the start it's one of the it's one of the best things i've watched in a long time like just mm. from the start grabbed you sucked you in perfect like yeah Sorry, go on. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it is just that. And I know just enough about anime to really recognize the tropes that they are using in this live action adaptation of it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so fun. It is so self-aware that it used to be an anime. Yeah. And it is so very well executed in quote-unquote real world and all of that. I'm sure you have 
plenty of tiny gripes or big gripes about how they adapted it for the series and all that. I, Not I have... that much. No? You, you that, mentioned there was something. Few. Yeah, one thing is that Luffy is wearing shoes. And and ah. that, that bugs me a lot because he, <laughs> he, he never never wear shoes in the the one thousand episode of of the <laughs> anime series. Okay, if, it's, if that's it's really your good. only one, really if that's the biggest one. No, I have a few, I have a few, but that's the biggest one. But I also I understand because it's it's also uh, it's a live action and there is a lot of of stunts. Yeah. And it's difficult to do stunts when you are wearing sandals and they should be fixed in post-prod and everything. So I understand why, but that's one of the main features of the character. Like mm -hmm. the way he dresses is also because who he is. So it affects a little bit the character for me, a little bit, but also because I'm a big fan for the past yeah, 25 years or so. So yeah, but it's really well done, really well done. For a live action, it's probably the best that I've seen so far. Yeah. How about you, Red? I have two. I have I have a, a quick one, which is on Netflix, a TV series called The Fall of the House of Usher. It's been out for a few days. It's categorized as horror series. It's not. It's a little bit. It's it, you have visual stuff it's kind of bloody and it's not a happy <laughs> happy show it's a lot of people die <laughs> um, okay in grossom's way and and yeah but it's it's very well made it's very well executed if you are into like the edgar Allan poe vibe you you should enjoy that yeah i've been okay. since i was very young watching like Ray Bradbury present and reading Alan Poe and all that kind of stuff uh, when I was younger. So that... okay, I, I, you need to clarify what sort of Edgar Allan Poe story is this? Is it? In, it it's not. It's not one of his stories. I, I don't think it's one of his stories, but it's kind of the mm -hmm. vibe of the thing. Okay. 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 The, so that... I, I'm not. I'm not saying too much when I say that there is a crow. Many times in the show, there is a crow, and and so it reminds. No, it should be of... a raven. No, it's a crow. But anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting. It's well made. So, and I, and I think it's a one-off. It's a, probably eight or ten episodes, and it's pretty well made. So, it if you're into that, yeah, it is defined as a miniseries. So exactly. that means it's finite. Yeah. So there's one. The second one is Bodies, still on Netflix. Uh, Stephen Graham. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've been looking at it. Yeah. I not watching it, but looking at the. <laughs> there is there so it's it's a very weird beginning about a body is found in an alley at three different times in in modern recent history and so it it starts with three detectives having to investigate what happened to that guy that body and the body is the same it's the same body with the same injuries but what? Yeah, happening at yeah. three different times. Over, yeah, it's Whitechapel, right? Uh, yeah, it's Whitechapel, and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, oh, hardcore Cockney. Well, uh, Jack the Ripper, Whitechapel yeah. area. Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 the premise that it set over like <clears throat> you know centuries, isn't it? So like it starts off in the eighteen ninety one, yeah, nineteen forty one, and the other one, more a little bit more recent, but it's very interesting how it's made. 
if you have seen the the TV show Dark on Netflix, mm. it's, it's on the list. It's it's also has the same vibes. It's a bit sci-fi, but it's it's clearly sci-fi. But it's yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and one of the reason I enjoyed it is because of this actor that you mentioned, Stephen Graham, who is absolutely fantastic, absolutely brilliant. He's is known most of is known for second roles in big movies or, or TV show. And he's been absolutely incredible, if I remember correctly. It was Broadwalk, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Boardwalk Empire. As Al Capone. Yeah, oh, fuck. Oh. He was so good as Al Capone. It was yeah. stunning. And this guy is always good. So, yeah, bodies, a very, very enjoyable show, very well made and complex, but, but not too much again one shot eight episode i think miniseries really liked it yeah i got recommended another stephen graham series called boiling point last night actually yes yes i, I haven't I, watched I, yet but it's on the list as well i think <laughs> it's pretty safe list. to say that you can watch whatever stephen graham is in and you would have a good time because he's, he's a really yeah. really bloody good actor was he in this is england as well yes yeah Brilliant in that too. Any last little tiddly bits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go support your local Movember team. It doesn't have to be Team Shark Attack. Go like, share, donate if you can. If not, support. Mm. You don't have to grow a moustache. You can do a walk. You can have a coffee morning. You can do a cycle. You can call that friend you haven't called in a while and see how they are. And yeah, ask yep. them the second question. Don't just ask them how they're doing. Yeah, ask a leading question. Try and get them to open up. Exactly. That's why I, 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 I actually go on to that and recommend actually scrolling down to the bottom of your list of yeah. sent messages and recently contacted, and start from there to reach out to people. Yeah, because clearly you haven't talked to them in a while. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. don't wait November to do that. Do that all year. No, it should be done all year. But it's it, I, uh, the reason I like November is that it's a tongue-in-cheek way of, well, for me, it's a tongue-in-cheek way because we do stupid moustaches yeah. of getting an important point across. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on that note, do have you a list of the next phases you're going to try? Or is it going to be a surprise? Uh, well, well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be the future. So the next style is going to be Lemmy. So it's yeah. not very exciting, but we're going to just get rid of this and we might tidy this up a bit. Yes. And Lemmy actually died of cancer as well. So mm. it's a fitting little tribute. But you see, when you start, when you start big and you're cutting down every week, there's, there's not a lot of room to go. You know, you have to start yeah, yeah. large and yeah. take it down in small increments. So yeah, the Lemmy will be the next one you'll see on the team. Cool. We'll get, we'll get rid of this a little bit. Very cool. Very cool. Perfect. Where can people find you? They can find me mostly on Instagram under sharkattack1979. Give me a shout. Give me a holler. If you want to get involved yep. in November, give me a shout. If you want to have a chat, give me a shout. I'm, I'm there most most days. Perfect. And, and there's also a link on your profile there to the November thing. Yeah, so there's a link to the Team Shark Attack November page on my profile in the bio. So you can click on that if you want to donate. If you can't donate, that's fine. As little, as much as you like. Or like, share, follow along, or go and get checked. That'd be even better. 
go get yourself checked if you haven't been checked yeah. in a while. Do that. Do that. And if you want to check... Is that a song? What? Never mind. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do Yeah, that's right. Okay, never mind. Where was I? Yeah, if you want to something us collectively, <laughs> you can do that at two-thirds focus on any of the mostly social places, including patreon.com. But maybe not this month. Go to do the member thing instead this yes, month. Yes, please. Yeah. But you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmeer.no. And you can find me at the Red Smith or Red Smith everywhere on the internet, more specifically at theredsmith.com. And normally you can find Jan some places on the internet at Jan exactly. Maxwell. Yeah. The nerd this time. Can, I, can I have yeah. an AOB? Can I have an AOB? Jan yeah, yeah. is a legend. Jan yeah. is a legend. He was the only German person I felt comfortable getting in touch with. I needed a part for my, my sander. Jan said, no problem. And he sent, posted it over to me. So Jan is a legend. Thank you. Sorry. He is. He is indeed. And we are hoping that he's getting better very quickly to be back with us. He's not, he's not terrifically, he's not terribly. really bad, but horribly. Mm. Thank you. He's not horribly bad, but he has lost his voice. So that's why he's not with us tonight. But yeah, get rest, my friend, and come back soon. Yes, definitely. Kevin, thank you so much for sharing this with us, raising awareness and, and being an awesome guest. So thank you. Hope to see you again very soon, probably, maybe, hopefully, at Maker Central next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. Excellent. Fingers crossed. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, Pleasure. Big fan of the show. Love it. Absolute passion. Keep man. it up. Thank you very much. Thank you. And bye-bye. Have a good week. See you all.